to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with your host, Bill Sparks. The panel members are Dave and Chris Freaker, Bill and Jenny Sparks, Tim Oney, and Jeff Bennett. For the next two hours, Bill will be taking your calls. We'll have lots of conversation, demonstrations of products, and much more. You may reach us by calling 646-876-9923. Follow the automated prompts. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 287-723-4600. When you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may also join us by downloading Zoom for your Android or iOS devices from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bill Sparks. Well, hello and welcome to Coffee Club for August the 30th, 2023. It's very stormy here this morning, so if there is an interruption, it's it's at a higher power level. There's not much we can do about it. But fortunately, we missed most of the big hurricane we had um, one, two, three tornado warnings yesterday and a couple touchdowns. So, and funnel clouds on the ground, but no real substantial damage here in the Naples area. So we're good. So I think we'll continue on as normal. We may get some surges today, but who knows? Um, we just have to wait, wait it out. But most people were yesterday. I took Jenny out to the doctor in the morning, and we were back by noon. And most people are, are acting very normally, like, oh well, we've been through this before. And you know, they have a lot of confidence in their meteorologist on TV, and. 
So that's what they depend upon. And so everything, you know, went back to normal. With the exception, there is no school today here in Collier County because of the yesterday the kids having to go out the hallway two or three times because of the tornado warnings. So they decided just best to leave them at home. So after this gets through today, we'll have an heat index of 105. So things will be back to normal. Been keeping busy. Took Jenny to the doctor. I went myself this week. We've just been busy. Got a new, a new, as Jenny said, a new toy for the boys to play with. And we'll be talking about that. Can you imagine she called Perry and I and Sean boys because we were talking about the hurricanes and all the news stories and all that stuff coming on. I cannot believe it. But it, well, it was it, the excitement they had. They were like they're like little kids when something new happens they get so excited and they can't wait to find out more. It's fun. <laughs> Well, that is true. We do have a curiosity, and we do like to know what's going on, good or bad. We we just have that curiosity. But we'll talk more about that device later in the show. I'm going to talk about ask you your input on a problem I'm still having with the drugstore. Um, should you let others... Uh, tell you that they don't have to do things even though they're supposed to do these things and should you feel bad if you need an accommodation that they're supposed to provide should you feel guilty about it we'll be talking about that later in the show today and i'll turn it over to you jenny well good morning yes don't (laughs) Pretty much says we're still here. Later in the show, I have something that I discovered that I'll talk a little bit about for people who want an alternative to Audible, who don't want to pay fourteen ninety five a month and get one book or almost $25 for two. There are alternatives out there, and this one looks to be a fairly good one. We'll talk about that later, too. Anything else going on with you? No, I've been working with my new player and fighting with Audible. That was a story in itself. And other than that, just glad that I got a basically a good report from the doctor, which always is, is nice because you never know when you go there and they look at all that blood. No, you never know. And you never know... Uh, mileage you're going to get. They're making me go back to retest some tests because they're not sure their lab did it correctly. Of course, they're closing down the lab, but that doesn't give me a lot of confidence. So we shall see. We shall see. Um, We'll go on to Jeff. Jeff always Uh, has something to say. Oh, I do have something to say. Uh, Uh, Well, it's been a kind of dull week. I love it when they close down the lab because it it used to be a time when you could go to to your doctor. He would do the blood tests, and he would send it out to the lab. They don't do that anymore. You've got to make a trip to the 
lab after you see your doctor. And I said to my, my doctor, I said, why can't I go to the lab first? You put the script in and tell them what test you want. I can go to the lab first so that when I come to see you, you already have the lab results and we can discuss that. He goes, oh, we don't do things that way. Well, I never quite understood that, but I guess... I guess I guess maybe my my idea of, of lab testing is a little different than theirs. They do they, it that way here, Jeff. You have to go to the lab before you go to the doctor. Yeah, that's what I would think. The, but not not here. The, my I go, I go to the doctor, they, and then I have to go to the lab. But it, I mean, it's not a big deal because I I get the results on on that my chart thing through, uh, yeah. through Trinity Health. But I mean, it would still be nice to have, talk to the doctor while you're there because he's already has a lab work right in front of him or she has a lab right work right in then front of her. Then you've got to wait another 90 days. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, really, it doesn't. No. Um, then, of course, come November when I go for my annual physical, they're always going to want to, do you want to take the senility test with Medicare? You don't have to. And I was told by her that you do. I looked it up on the web. It is optional, and you are not required to take that senility test that they want you to take. So just for those who... Want to know? You're not. You you are not required to take it. So, and that's all that's going on here. It's a, it's going to be a nice weekend this weekend. Very warm again. We're getting the weather that Tim doesn't want coming to Albany, New York, and it's going to be warm up through Labor Day. And and I guess from what I understand, it's going to be warm all next week. Well, why couldn't be? Why couldn't it be like that week all that time all summer? You know, here in Albany, New York, we had two weeks of real warm weather, and the rest of the time it was rainy and cool. So, I guess things are a little backwards this year. But everything is good here in Albany, New York. Well, there we go. Let's turn it over. Let's go to Columbus, Ohio, and talk to Ed. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, everybody. Um, Here in Columbus, it's 63 degrees. Uh, We're going to have a bit of a cool spell for, mm, I think, for the next couple, three days. And then, as they would say on the radio, they're going to crank the thermostat back up. It's going to get hot again up into the 90s to... I think the highest we're going to reach is like 96 next Tuesday or Wednesday. So um, other than that, really nothing much has been going on with me. Just uh, still doing some stuff to the house here and there and, you know, getting things around and stuff. So now i got to go get furnace filters. You still carrying hose on buses? (laughs) No. I um, actually... I kind of learned my lesson on that one, so um, I don't need to buy any more of those anyway. I just, um, you know, anything that will fit in the bag I can take on the bus. If it's something like that, then I will take Lyft or Uber or something like that. We just have to tease you a little bit, Ed. Oh, I know. Well, I I mean, to be honest, I didn't think nothing about it. I mean, you know, it's just I just grabbed it and... You know, went to get on, and they told me I couldn't get on the bus because I had a hoe, and, you know, I had to. <laughs> I made a joke about that, the bus driver laughed, and he goes, I really wish I could let you on. I said, Dad, don't worry about it. So I'll just take it back and get my money back, and then I'll come back and get it another time. So that's what I did. Well, there you go. All right, let's go to Radio Tim in robbinsdale minnesota yeah little little town that what what was it garrison used to always say the town that time forgot or whatever anyway no um it's uh supposed to be getting ready for a very hot labor day weekend highs in the uh low 90s on saturday 
upper 90s Sunday and Monday and low 90s on Tuesday. So, wow. <laughs> anyway, guess I have put up with it. But, uh, and getting ready for my countdown tomorrow night from 1963. I'm, uh, I, it's a good year, I think. And, uh, uh, good friend of mine passed away yesterday and he was uh, he did listen to my shows quite often but um, I, I might as well mention it his name is Tom Anderson he's from Minnesota originally and worked in Colorado at the at blind I mean not blind at the Colorado Center for the Blind as the braille teacher and was now living in Kansas after after he retired but uh, he had COVID and was going through chemo therapy and um, his immune system couldn't deal with it all too bad to hear that I know he used to listen to your show yeah, and I would get emails with from him from time to time. Yeah, he was uh, kind of a radio nut like me, as far as like into DX and things like that. Although he, uh, he's kind of like me now, in that um, do most of my radio listening on either the A devices or the phone. So, but. Uh, Anyway, that's what's going on around here. All right, and before we get into some of our topics, we'll go to the phone line. <laughs> Why does that surprise me? Go ahead, Jeff, you can... You want me to get him? Yeah. All right, there we go, Joe. I've asked you to unmute, so... Audio now unmuted. And there you are. Go ahead, Joe. Okay, thank you very much. Here at Albuquerque, New Mexico, 68 degrees, sunny skies up to 92, low 68 tonight. Tom Anderson, I, I know who he is. I know who he was. And, well, that's startling, sad news to hear that this morning. Well, that is for sure. That's part of our, part of our alumni at... Minnesota. Anyway, I found out yesterday that British composer John Rutter has written Beatles Concerto, Beatles, and it has all of the tunes, piano and orchestra, and three movements. And also, for some of you who didn't also know, the Beatles themselves were involved with classical music. Yes, indeed. So, anyway... Enough here, and rolling up here, and Ellen. Good morning, everybody. And, uh, yeah, it, I, not really much going on here. Just, um, fortunately, uh, well, Bill, I'm glad you're doing okay. You and Judy both. Because uh, we, we were thinking about you last night. And no, it was all good. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just making it because I almost emailed you, Bill, to see if you guys were okay. But I'm glad you're fine. 
And anyway, um, we're just going to spend the day here at home. Don't want to have anything major going on, so that's actually good. <laughs> Egg just wanted to throw in there really quick as you were talking about the Beatles, lower your Beatles Orchestra that um, Looks like Paul McCartney you're... actually wrote. Um, was it one or two different symphonies? Uh, I them, so yes, you're right. At, 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 actually, like two. Yes. So you'll lower your amp in one second. <laughs> yeah, he's not lowered. I remember when he did those. I mean, they actually televised it, and I liked it. And I thought, man, I really like to be able to find it. So, I never was able to find the CDs, but I have Spotify, and I think they're on there. So, oh yeah, def definitely Apple and Spotify and all these definitely, definitely. And if you don't find them there, check YouTube. A lot of times, yeah. a lot of stuff's out there as well. Yeah. And I don't. And I don't know if you noticed, but I did get a haircut. You can look at my skin. <laughs> uh, well, I noticed that he's wearing, you got an orange shirt on. Right. And yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what color shirt I'm wearing. Oh, oh wow. Wow. That's, but no, I just, if you look at my screen over here, I have I just got a haircut not too long ago myself. So. Well, you're, you're kind of out of the picture. He's. He's hogging up the whole picture here. <laughs> no, no, no. My video is on. Look at if you look at the put it on gallery. Let me see. Oh, there you are. Okay. No, that's not you. Let me see here. Yeah. Oh, hmm. Try talking, and it may show the video as she's as she's talking. It sometimes what it does. It, uh, yeah, it, maybe. Yeah, keep talking, Ellen. Okay. So, Jeff, you're going to be experiencing some hot weather late now, huh? Wow. Well, I would like the hot weather. I want all the hot weather that you Tim doesn't it. want. Tim's got it. Tim, and you need to share. You need to share the heat with him. He doesn't want to share it. He wants to give it all to him. Send it all over to Jeff. That's right. Yeah, right. I say that as long as there's air conditioning, which which I have, that works quite well. So I guess I can't. You know what, though, Jeff, I bet that, I mean, um, I remember when we had all that smoke, you know, like a couple months ago in New York. It, I mean, New York looked like it got moved to Mars because the sky, the sky was like this really deep red. I mean, it, it looked like the sky was on fire, but it was just from the... You know all the smoke and stuff, but it was really interesting seeing yeah. a picture of the Empire State Building where King Kong fell from, and it was all you know red background, it just looked like it got moved to Mars. It was well, and you could smell the smoke here. We're 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 closer to Montreal, Canada, or we're closer to Canada than New York City, and you could smell the smoke. And I, and my daughter said, "Who's cooking?" I said, "That's not cooking. It's the forest fires in Canada." Oh, yeah, but you know, I don't know, Ed, if, if you've noticed, but. That can also make some beautiful sunsets. Oh, it it does, but it, you know, heck on the on the you know people's asthma or lungs or whatever. But I mean, yeah, it does make some. I mean, I think the best sunsets I ever saw were when Mount St. Helens erupted. Oh wow! Wow! Oh man! Wow. Oh wow! I got, I I got I got a little bit of sight less less than Ellen and less than Ed, but. I, I do out out of one eye, 
I am the one-eyed man. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Good thank talking you. to you guys here. Yeah, you too. Okay. Take care. Thanks, Alan and Joe. All right. Now let's see who's next. And up. next on our list Gail, probably. is Gail Gruber-Bankston. I'm, I think I got that pronunciation, pronunciation okay. <coughs> I, uh, unmute yourself, Gail. Hopefully I'm unmuted now. Go you ahead. Are. You are. Uh, well, uh, sorry to hear about Tom Anderson. Tom and I go way back. He was in Saint, going to St. Cloud State when I was. So I know him from way back. And I remember his pleased as punch to be here, his Hubert Humphrey um, impersonation. He could do that so well. <laughs> so sorry, sorry to hear about Tom. And, you know, like I said, he and I go way back to the to St. Cloud State. I went briefly for maybe a uh, few quarters over there, and then it didn't quite work out. But uh, sorry to hear about that. But anyway, everything else is going well, pretty much. Um, if you're wondering where Beth is, she's on a retreat this week. She'll be back, I think, like tomorrow or Friday or something like that. So she she's gone for a few days. Uh, her usual um, uh, Christian Fellowship of the Blind, I think it is. But uh, so she went uh, a couple days ago. So that's where she is. I'm doing pretty well with um, everything most of the way, but I'm a little concerned about October as far as my rent. My rent went way up, so I'm going to have to figure out what to do there and I don't want to lose the internet or anything like that because <laughs> to tell you the truth that's kind of my lifeline so just say some prayers for me that everything works out okay well has your rent gone up more than it normally goes up every year yes yes it uh, it went from uh, it went from 400 something to 600 something Sheesh. Wait a second. Now, aren't you on, like, HUD, HUD, uh, in HUD yes. housing? Don't they base it on your income? Has your income gone up that much that the rent can be raised that much? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, w there was a big increase this year. In you know, Social Security, yeah. Yeah. So, and but I, you know, in order for it to go up that much, I mean, do you pay for your utilities or do they pay for them? Um. I pay for them. It's taken out automatically. Oh, yeah, but I mean, though, like you do pay for your own utilities. Yes, yes. Electricity, that, that, and the, yes. Yeah, that just doesn't really make sense because, I mean, the apartment complex that I worked at, you know, was you know, had HUD um, uh, tenants. And I have never heard of jumping $200 before. That's kind of crazy. I agree. I mean, I, I was stunned. I was just stunned. I thought, well, yeah, it's going to go up maybe by, you know. But this was, in as I say it sometimes, incrustable. <laughs> well, just, you know, if they say anything, just say, well, you're really looking forward to that new pool that they're going to be putting in or something. You know, they're going to raise it that much. But 
That, that's, yeah. that, I've never heard of it. That's crazy going so up to So what, what does the office say, Gail, or have you got Wendy involved with that or your brother or somebody that can? Well, I'm going to talk to, to Wendy about some of that. They've helped me out with a few things, but the thing of it is I don't expect them to help me pay for this. They've got enough the way it is, and... I don't go out that much or anything like that as it is, but I should be able to still do what I want to do and do what I need to do. And maybe I'm overreacting too. You know, I could be easily doing that too, but that was just like, whoosh. (laughs) You know, it's like, good grief, you guys. Where's all this money going to, what's it all going to be used for? Because I'm very cynical. I, maybe they're trying to get rid of all the HUD patient pay people so they can they can charge the real market value for the apartments. Well, they I hope that. not. They get that anyway. I mean, HUD pays for a yeah. percentage, and and you know they still get their money. So well, yeah, well yes. So it, well, you know that that wouldn't matter. I don't so know why. But maybe all the utilities have gone up if you. Like, Add in the utilities and yeah, but she pays for her own utilities. She said. Well, it's a it's a it's a lowered rate, but I still pay for that. I mean, yeah. like each individual. It balances company, out or? supposedly. It so, balances out supposedly. What is what is your current rent now? Uh, I'm curious. I can't remember exactly right offhand, but it's four hundred something. Okay, so then. Uh, it, that's a pretty hefty amount of money. I mean, I know in my complex, they they have an insider's price and an outsider's price because they want to keep it. They don't really want the apartments to become vacant. So I know for my apartment, I pay a certain amount, but new people coming in are going to be paying $1,300 a month rent. Um, I, I don't pay that for my rent. However, I, it, it definitely is going to go up. It, that, their costs go up, and it's definitely going to be going up. That's, that's just a, a fact of life. That I understand. That I do understand, but that was just about. But let's can... say your rent is $400 a month, and now it's gone up to $600 a month. That's a pretty hefty increase. So I agree. I agree. Oh, and Jeff, thank you for that information as far as that memory deal, that you don't need to do that. Because, you know, what? my, my question to you is, what is the purpose of that test? Um... They really want to make sure that they're making sure that you're not senile, that there's nothing wrong with you mentally, because there are people who, who, who uh, gradually become senile, and, uh, and, and, and by the time it, uh, people know about it, it's, it's gone on way too far, okay? But we, as, long as, as long as we have the choice, which we do, uh, you, don't have to take the, that, you don't have to take that senility test. It is a choice. I, I, but I, I'm cynical enough to believe that at some point that won't be a choice and, and the government will require it. But right now it's not required. Okay, I was just curious because some of that stuff that they require you to do, um, I'm saying thinking as a blind person or even, you know, wouldn't some of that kind of be, you know, not act? applicable? Well, they said to me, can you draw a house for me? I said, lady, I can't draw. I'm totally blind. Now, what kind of stupidity is this? So that's when I said, I'm not taking the exam anymore. And uh, and my doctor backed me up. He said, no, you don't have to take this exam, just like you said. And uh, they never bothered me after after that exactly. But Thank I mean, you for confirming that for me. <laughs> well, no problem, Gail. 
And uh, you, you may want to talk to make the only thing I want to make make sure is that if your income hasn't gone up that much, I don't really know how they how they figure this out since I'm not I'm not in that area. You may want to still talk to your rental people to make sure. Are you sure? Why is my rent going up so much if if it's based on my income and my income hasn't gone up? Even even though they raised Social Security, it shouldn't have raised the rent that much. But I don't really know. Okay, they may be right. I I just don't know. And as Ed said, it would be good to ask questions. Yes. The way that it works is, if I remember correctly, they, if you are on HUD, they take 30% of your income. That's what I thought. That's what I always thought. So take your income and do, and, but they also have allowances, like a utility allowance, and I think they, I, I know they have a utility allowance. I think you know, I, yeah. You pay for your own. Yeah, I know they have because I had to sign something for that too. You know, the utility law. I understand that, but I just I was just about you know. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, and maybe I'm overreacting too, and I very well could be. Well, yeah, I mean, you could be. However, since they since they already told you this, and they probably gave you at least sixty days notice to let you know about this. Next, they're going to next they're going to be presenting you with a new lease, which they probably have done so already. Which, which they've to, done, yes, and I signed it. Which oh, so you signed it already? So you really don't have much choice unless you didn't give it unless you haven't turned it in yet. No, it's all been taken care of. The, um, but it just about like I said. Well, we'll see what happens, and things could, you know, you, and you never know with Social Security the next year how that's going to go up or down or, you know, how that's going to go next year. So the first, I always kind of dread, like, the first couple of months of this change. And then after that, it kind of sort of smooths itself out. Well, Are you sure that what you signed was a lease or was it a recertification? There's a difference. There's a recertification, but then there was a lease, too. Wow, because most places, I know that usually when you pay rent, uh, if you're there throughout your lease, a lot of places just, like, they'll have you do a recertification, but they don't make you sign a new lease by, you know, after your year lease or however long it may be, usually, it's, you know, after that, it's month to month. Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, there, I guess there are still some places where they want to keep you locked in no matter what. So... I don't like that. I think after you've been there a year, I think, you know, recertifications or whatever, and then that way if you choose to move, you can. Then you're not locked into something. I know, Ed, in my place, now, this I'm not talking about HUD just as a regular apartment. If I decide that I don't want to sign another lease, I can still live there, but my rent is much higher than if I sign yeah. a lease. Yeah, yeah of course. And, do that, too. And, so. and they're protecting themselves. You know, a lease works both ways. It protects you, but it also protects them. So I mean that's part of the whole problem, you know. I mean, uh, landlords get the bad, the bad, the, they get the bad brunt of it all, unfortunately, and it's not always their fault. So it, it's, it is a, a like a double-edged sword. All right, Gail, very good. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for your ear, and I didn't want to take this long on it, but I'm kind of worried, you know. But well, anyway, thank you very much. I hope uh, it everyone. all works out. Thank you, Gail. All right, next on our list of people. Who's next? It's Julie yeah. McCullough. And I'm going to ask you to unmute. There we go. We're going to go to Kansas. 
Maybe. Maybe. At least we don't have to say there's no place like home because she is home in Kansas. Right. Okay, here I am. Good, good morning, Julie. Good morning. Well, I am very sorry to hear about Tom Anderson, if he's who I think he is. I think he was the chairperson of the faith division uh, for NFB. and he invited right. Yes, and he, um, I went to a couple of their meetings, and he invited me to speak one time, and I did that. And so I'm, that, that's very sad that that, that, that has happened. And, um, you know, about rent and that kind of stuff, that's a huge jump. I would have probably been asking some questions about that kind of a jump and, um, you know, taking paperwork in and, and, and trying to prove my, what my income and stuff was and saying, are you sure about this? Mine raised $75. I thought that was kind of a high increase. But... Our management company is out of Minnesota, and I don't know if they may think that they're that they're raising rent for people in Minneapolis or something. I don't know, but um, and so I'm concerned about what's going to happen to the HUD people here and to my gentleman friend who is on Shelter Plus Care. Um, how much they're going to raise their rent? Um, so yeah, it is it is a concern. Now I understand I have a friend who is on HUD and I understand that they also take into account things like apparently your out of pocket medical expenses or just what your medical expenses are in general um for a particular year. And I think she even gets some off if like she needs to get to buy a new Victor Stream or something like that. I think she turns that in, and that may make a difference too. Um, I'm, that one I'm not positive about, but I I, I think that may be the case. So, um, you know, I don't know how she works all that, but um, you know, that can make a difference. Some of those kinds of things can make a difference in whether her rent is raised or whether it's not so much. Well. It's- <clears throat> I guess it's either way, you, whether you rent or your own, you end up paying more. I mean, yeah. if you, you know, rent, you always have to worry about it going up. And if you own a place, then you always got to worry about them raising up your property taxes, which they're yes. getting ready to do here in good old Columbus, Ohio. So, and they uh, get you going. We have it even coming. worse in New York State. Ed. Not only do we have property taxes, which wouldn't be so bad. But we have school taxes, which are separate from property taxes. Then the school taxes are always due before the property taxes are due. And uh, I remember my property taxes were fairly reasonable. My school taxes were like six thousand dollars a year. That's expensive, but I mean that's what it was up here. So do you wow. have that? Do you have that where you are, Ed? Uh, I am. I I think everything is included, you know, in one big. Uh, Swooping, <laughs> you know where I mean. I think I think everything is included in one big payment. You know the because when they were talking on the news, they said something about the school taxes were going up, and they said it'll show up in your property tax. So I thought, well, that's great, <laughs> but uh, I guess it is what it is. Well, un- unfortunately, we can tell you that uh, for those who uh, uh, want to know is they're not going to go down, and they're just going to go up. And if you no. have a, we have a thing in New York State that I, we call the STAR program. I think it's all over the country, Ed. I'm not, 
and that can lower some of their costs um, if you're a senior citizen or if you're disabled. And I don't know if they have that in Ohio as well. Uh, probably, they probably have that or something else. Uh, there was something that my wife was, uh, we got the paperwork for, and it has something to do with, because she is, I got to be careful how I put this, because she might be listening and I might get paid back for it. Um, but she is older than I am, and uh, so she uh, is eligible for something that I'm not quite eligible for yet. I, notice how I put that. I was very careful. <laughs> you are, you're, you're, much, you're a much better diplomat than I am, Ed. <laughs> well, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So we're going to check into that, you know, that. But um, it's crazy. I don't know. I just think it's crazy. I mean, you you know, you if you own a place, you never really own it because if for some reason you can't pay your property tax, then they'll come back and take your house, whether you paid for it all, you know, paid it off or not. So, and you got to yeah, get that's... permission, you know, to work. You know, like if you want to make improvements, if you want to add on or whatever, you got to buy a permit. I think that's a little crazy, but Oh well. Always somebody out to get your money one way yeah, or another, that's but you thing. do have to I, pay I, those yeah. taxes. Yeah. I, li- I liked having a house, guys, I got to tell you, but I I am glad that I don't own. I'd rather rent because I was not good at fixing things. Like, Ed, I could, I'm not good at lawn mowing. I'm not good at painting. I don't do any of that stuff. And you well, know what? Judge weak hands. It's that's not right. But, but but I said, but that's why I say, when in doubt, hire out. And that's, that's exactly what I had to do. So I would rather own, the, I think, than rent. And I, and from your point of view, I get it, Bill. I really do. Because I'm not a, I'm not, I'm don't have weak and helpless hands like you do. But <laughs> you know what I mean. But you Thank know. You, Julie. But it's, yeah, well, uh, don't go, don't go, don't un, don't mute me back yet. We're not um, going to. My, my concern, you know, my concern is that when rents get raised, that that kind of high that makes what's supposed to be affordable housing unaffordable and well that's true too yeah well that you said exactly what i said maybe even though even though you know maybe maybe ed's right also but my i always say are they really wanting to get rid of the hud people because then they don't have to deal with the government bureaucracy okay well that could be jeff but there may be as paul tarvey used to say there's more. There's more to the story. Or, I'm sure there is. But sometimes it isn't anything that's that's good. But I know uh, I've had, people from the city has said, um, and one of them was, um, you know, a manager kind of person, and said, you know, it's to their advantage to because they know they're going to get at least part of their money um, if they work with government programs. But some of them just want apparently private pay and they think that will be better um and don't want want some of the hassles that that come with some people who need affordable housing and they don't have to worry about the regulations i'm going to talk about in just a few minutes a story that i'm going through right now not with rent but it's a an accommodation or a service that's supposed to be provided that's being withheld so you just never know, and I'm going to talk about that in a few. 
So. All right, and we're we're caught up. So, if there's anyone else that'd like to um, come in and uh, uh, you got oh, I just knew it. I knew it, Jennifer. They didn't have to say anything. I already that knew it. That is not job security, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I, I don't have to leave so late until later today, Bill. I thought I wouldn't be here this morning. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Yeah, I'm sorry you did, too. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Bill. You're just causing trouble again, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm on the way. I'm going to a show tonight in Shipshawana, so my daughter had to do some work this morning first before she left. Uh, anyways, with the thing, uh, what, you're all, what you're talking about, uh, I guess Gail in Minnesota, I guess where she's at, you, you might want to check does the same owners own that building because I have a friend of mine who lived in Milwaukee and he's moving out of his building and he's been in the building at least over and he moved out because they sold the building and the new owner doesn't want to deal with HUD and that stuff so I mean it's it, once the building's sold they don't have to abide by the the new new owner, if he doesn't want to abide by those rules, he didn't have to. So he raised his rent, so they're, he's actually moving to Florida. But he and his son, and or a couple sons and grand a grandchild, are moving to Florida. But that's the reason he moved out because they increased his rent. He didn't say how much it went, but he said it really went up. So you might want to check and see you still have the same owners of the building that you're in because you might have new owners and they're trying to get rid of the the HUD people. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a bad game. I mean, it's and and as far as Ed, if you can fill out any papers, reduce your taxes, fill them out, and read. I've had mine that way for oh, at least twenty years now. So to reduce my property tax in Chicago. So, but what is your opinion, Ben? What is your opinion? Buy a house or rent? Uh. To me, I would rather own my own if I can afford it. Right, but if you if you can't afford, you got to rent and you got to live on government subsidized rent, then that's one thing you have to do. But the thing about with your own house, well, unless you really can't do anything, but I mean, if you can own your own house, at least you control what's going on and what you want done and when you get it done. Because you know, sometimes you'll you'll be in a rental building. And you have a leaky, a leak in your in your sink. That leak may be there for a year before they ever get around to fixing it. I mean, it, and and it, you know, don't care for. Uh, I don't just today. I don't think I want to live in, a, in an apartment building because so many people are so careless nowadays. They really don't. I don't. They really don't care or what is. I mean, there's you always worry about the guy below you starting a fire or above you or somewhere i mean it's just something going haywire or they or they break a pipe and get flooded you know so yeah that's that's uh that's the only but, you know, thing on, the, on the other hand though like rent or you know owning if um your neighbor moves and then you get somebody that buys a house the house and they move in and they, you know, I don't know. They're just not, you know, where they're not very good neighbors. You just have to try to really oh, I know, make. I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you're talking about, Ed. I've had, I've had that happen to me. 
<laughs> but right now, the, well, everybody everybody maintains it. Of course, on my street, across the street are, are flats, and on each corner, on the corner, there's apartment building. I don't know, maybe 15, 20 units in it. Nearly been inside the building. And then on my side of the street, there's only, well, there used to be nine houses. There's eight houses now and a building on the corner and north of me it's all vacant lot all the way to the to the main street of 79th street but uh, all the all the homeowner in fact i'm the oldest well i'd say the senior homeowner not age-wise but i mean it's probably age-wise too but as far as living i've lived in this house since november 64 and everybody on the block has owned their house at least 30 years or more. At least that. The 30. Now, I do have a guy who owns a bit next door to me. The house next door to me, he rents it, but it's a good tenant. The woman and two, teen, two uh, well, one teenager, one almost a teenager boy, she really controls them. And I met she, because uh, she's, she's actually been with me, invited me over to her house when she moved in, and we sit down, and she introduced herself, introduced her boys, and she said to the boys, she said, now, and there's a guy on the other side of her, she invited him in also, and she said, we're going to live here, and if you guys are doing something bad, and they think you shouldn't be doing it, they have the right to tell you, and if if anything happened, they have the right to swatch up the back of their head to straighten you out. <laughs> she just told him right up. She told him right up front that she said, "Not your, they're not your father. They're not your father, but they, they're older, and you're going to abide by the rules." And, so you have, you, and have you had to smack them, Bill? No, I'm just no, kidding. no, I haven't had to. No, in fact, in fact, I hardly even see them because, oh, they're the they're the type of they go to school. They come in and because I hear the bus because they go to a, a, a charter school and I hear the bus pull up and I hear the bus in the morning but they'll they'll go inside and I may ne- never see them again they're because they'll go inside do homework and they, then they're big video game players oh they'll come out and do stuff outside you know like, like yesterday I think they had a little party on the front porch yesterday on the front and in the back there was a several kids there but they weren't you know they weren't loud and noisy they weren't playing real loud music but they were just you know and I know I, I just I uh, had to go out but well, I took the trash out and one, one of them one of the kids saw me go out he must have been at the side of the porch where to see me come out the back and he yelled to me on the way back he said are we too noisy and I said, no, you're not too noisy. <laughs> so it was funny because he just, he, I know it was one of his sons. He said, are we too noisy? And I said, no, you're not too noisy. All right, yeah, Bill. We, I, I don't want to shorten your life here, but uh, anyway, but we, we've got another, someone holding you, waiting for talk as well. Okay, okay. go ahead. Yeah, go All ahead. right. Thank you very much, Bill. <laughs> and Don, out in North Hollywood, uh, why don't you unmute yourself? Okay, there. Thanks, Jeff. Um, I uh, I know Bill's got a, a subject coming up here in a little bit, so 
I'll be as brief as I can here. Um, Sandy kind of had a setback this week as far as her therapy is concerned. She, uh, uh, the place where she's living in right now is a, a nursing home. And uh, part of the deal was that uh, she was be getting therapy. She's uh, not able to stand up, but uh, they were trying to get her so she could stand up on her own and stuff like that. So, and uh, anyway, uh, long story short, apparently this program that she was on ended after 30, uh, 90 days. And uh, unfortunately, the, uh, what happened is that she's no longer getting therapy, uh, which included, you know, a daily session, uh, you know, muscles and so forth, her so she could stand on her own. Well, she could stand with help after that period of time. They also had some splints they would put on on her she would wear for a certain amount of time during the day and uh, they'd also set her up in the, in the wheelchair for a good amount of time well that that part of it is the most important part i think because there for a long time the places that she lived in they were pretty haphazard about letting her sit up and so you know she was better at most of the time though so it's taken a while for her muscles to get acclimated to sitting up and in the wheelchair and stuff for four hours a day and that kind of thing. And so uh, they told her one day that her time as far as uh, in the nursing home there, uh, as far as getting therapy was almost up. They, they really didn't tell her uh, until then that she only had a certain amount of time that she could do this. And so what uh, is worrying us, uh, I wasn't able to get a hold of her this morning, or she could tell you more about it uh, than I can, but uh, uh, the basic question I'm asking here is, or you know, seeking is, uh, uh, is there any other resource we could use? Because if she doesn't, and if she goes back to doing nothing, she's going to lose everything she's gained the last three months as far as getting her and her muscles uh, acclimated so she can sit up and, and uh, possibly stand up. And I was just wondering if any of you would have any ideas as to how she could get this uh, uh, therapy rest you know, restarted so that she can continue. Otherwise, she's you know, going to slide back to where she was. I suppose the first question might be, Don is is her primary caregiver or who's in charge of her medical affairs involved and know exactly what's going on and do you have an appeals process or does the nursing home are they basing it based upon the fact that they no longer th it's think that it's viable or that she can do this therapy or is it just a time issue with Medicare and Medicaid? 
or Medi-Cal or whatever the insurance is in California. She, she was on Medi-Cal, and I think it mostly is a time issue with them. Uh, I don't know about an appeals process. So that is something we'll have to look into. Um, and uh, the person that's, you know, in, in charge of uh, the facility there, she, uh, I think she's favorable. She She's always seemed to be very upbeat about uh, Sandy's situation. But uh, now that she's reached this plateau, you know, and, and they don't seem to think that she'll ever really be able to walk again. Well, I, I kind of disagree with that, even though I, I'm, no, I'm certainly no expert on the subject. Uh, she hasn't walked stood on her own for like three years or better. Wow. They Good. may very well be right about it. Right. Uh, uh, you know, first of all, if she, if she may not be on Medicare. She might be on Medi-Cal, right? That, which is different. And I don't know what the rules are. Oh, you, I don't really know the rules out there on the West Coast. So, And I would say the other thing yeah. is, and the, the question I initially asked you was, usually does she make her own medical decisions or is that done by somebody else? In other words, if... Uh, that's done primarily by somebody else. Uh, her brother, sort of her medical, has her medical power of attorney. Well, then in that and, particular uh, case... the original yeah. plan was, was that he was... He, he lives in a facility, too. <laughs> he lives in a... Uh, uh, what do you call it? A... Uh, oh, the term escapes me, but anyway... Assisted living? Uh, yeah, assisted living is what I'm trying to think of here. And so what, what they're planning to do right now with Sandy, at living was a temporary facility. She was only going to be there for like, uh, well, her, her brother was there for like about a month or better, probably more like a month and a half before he moved back to the assisted living place he was at. And the original plan was that after her time there, she was supposed to um, move back to that assisted living facility with him. But in order for her to do that, she had to be more independent, you know, like being able to get in and out of a wheelchair and be able to, you know, do certain things for herself, <laughs> like bathroom things and like that. And she's really not either able to do either one. And I certainly couldn't help her with it. Uh, I don't have the, the height or the muscles that it would take in order to move her around from the bed wheelchair and stuff. I tried that here not last weekend, and I was I was having a hard time of it. And then they they stopped me in the middle of it and said, in effect, well, when you're when she's home, you can do that. You can move her from the bed to the wheelchair. But the, the thing was, I'm going, well, you know, if, if I did it that way and I tried to move her and found out I couldn't move her, you know, there I'd be in a heck of a position. Well, <laughs> so, I know that they have they have equipment that you can get that will help you move somebody like that. My aunt had it for my uncle because he could not get up without crutches and he got to the point that he couldn't even use those and they had like a hoist thing that they could use to to get him up 
Yeah, I'm aware of those. Uh, I had a friend years ago that had one of those. He was in the same kind of position that Sandy was. Uh, and I was able to hoist him up. He fell out of bed one time. And I was able to hoist him back up into the bed with that. Even though I was, you know, he was a big guy. He was six feet something. And uh, I was able to get him you know back into bed with that uh that is certainly a possibility right there uh i don't know why i hadn't thought of that i mean i don't know how much they cost or how insurance would cover it or whatever but i know that's what they used for several years yeah my grandmother had it It was called the hoyer lift and what what her aide would do she had a home she had a care a home health aide when she was living at home <laughs> And they would move her from the bed to the wheelchair and, and stuff like that using the Hoyer lift to, to lift her. And she was heavy. And I remember that. And, and my mom said to me, do you want to try doing this by yourself? I said, well, I don't want to drop her and hurt her because, I mean, if you, if you can't see, it could be a little difficult. But I did try it with my mom's help, and I could see that that could be very difficult. But that's what they use at that time. And maybe they have a better devices now than they did some 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Uh, well, that's certainly a, uh, an idea. What is? How does that spell? That. Uh... Oh God, I really don't know. But if you, if you look it up on Google, it's called. And it, they don't care how you spell. It's called a Hoyer lift. It's a it's a manual oh. thing. It's not electronic. Um, yeah. I, right. Right. But again, you just said that you're not really strong. I don't know how much. It, you know, I I don't know. And I and the big problem that you're going to run into is that that you don't want to make any mistakes. And you certainly don't want to hurt Sandy. That's the other thing you really have to be cognizant of as well. Hitting myself either. You know, and plus, you're, you're not getting any younger yourself, like the rest of us. You know, you're not getting any younger yourself. So it's hard. And we're so thankful we're up walking around. I was sitting here thinking about our topic for the next hour and said. I'm complaining about this when I'm hearing this story. I don't think so. Not so much. So we're very, very, very well, thankful. Anyway, that's a possibility. I'm sure they sell those online. Uh, that is a possibility. And another thing, too, that they suggested was that uh, I could, you know, find that we, that we could find a place where we could to live together, you know, get married, and which is what we want to do. And live together, but uh, you know, I'd end up having to pay rent, which is uh, uh, what the list said, uh, six thousand dollars. I don't make anywhere near that. About a month of that, and I'd be through with you know what little I get. I maybe would hold off on getting married and living together right now. I mean, I I just don't think you know that 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 may not be the best thing for you at this point, John. But uh, Uh I don't know. With you on that one, Jeff. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, but it's it's a difficult situation. You know, it's just not affordable at that much per month to to try to do that. I mean, I'm sorry the state makes you do it that way, but it's. Difficult. I think we got people weighing in to want to help you, Don. So if you want to stay on the line and listen here just a moment or two, because I think we got a couple people. Well, I know to... at least one hand we have from Julie. I phone Julie McCullough's up here. And Julie will have something to tell you. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'll be uh, on the site. Well, just listen because you can talk to, to her, too. Yeah, you can talk to her. 
Okay. Okay, and uh, I'm glad to see, uh, you know, Naples uh, got, uh, you know, uh, didn't get the brunt of that hurricane. I've been watching it uh, most of the morning here. Yeah, we are too, and we're getting some brunt of a storm right now, so that's why we never know from second to second here. But let's let Julie go ahead and see what she wants to tell you. Okay. So, well, I'll be listening on the side then. Okay. All right, okay, thank Mary. you. All right. So, Don, my understanding is that she right now, that Sandy right now is in a rehab facility. So that yeah, rehab kind of like facility, that. Yeah. Yeah, so that rehab facility was meant to do extensive therapy. And once that and when that's over, oh, the insurance will pay for that for 90 days. And then when that's over, if she was better, that was all well and good. But if she hasn't made the progress that was hoped, then she'll have to go to a facility. Now, I know Correct. nothing about how things work out in California. My Floyd was in a, a care facility by, um, and when we got together. And what what they did, it's something going on somebody's phone. Uh, anyway, when that when that happened, um, and he ended up on um, on Medicaid or you know as well as Med- Medicare, and what they did is they would do therapy for six weeks. That's what the insurance would allow: six weeks of therapy at a time. Then he would just get to do the group exercises that they did, you know, about every day during the week. And then in another six weeks, if he needed it, then he could have therapy again for six weeks. And that's how that works. And sometimes there would be some declining in that. Also, what Floyd and I did, but we did not end up living together, but we would like to have been married. But he was on, but his stepchildren were working on putting him on Medicaid, which they did. And my understanding is, and it may have been the totally wrong understanding, but I think it might be pretty close and other people will know. And you were to get married, they would assume, and, and they would expect that you could pay your own health. Floyd had Parkinson's. And I could not, in good conscience, put the specialized care he needed for that in jeopardy. So we did not get married. Um, but right. what what his pastor was willing to do for us was to have for us a service of commitment and blessing. Because our intention was to be married, but we could not because of the government. And we wanted to make that covenant with each other and to make that covenant with God. And so that's what we chose to do. But we did uh, not... Did you uh, call that again, Julie? Uh, did I what? what? What was called that commitment? We or, call, uh, we, yeah, we called it a, 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 covenant, a service of commitment and blessing. Um, and so we were blessed by the church, but not by the state. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and we did not, you know, and we did not live together. Um, now, you know, Ralph and I have a little different issue because, um, you know, because he is on Medicaid, but he is living, you know, in an apartment. But we probably could not technically live together without affecting his Medicaid and his Shelter Plus care. So 
we are holding off right now because I'm not being able to get the questions answered that I feel happy with the answers about. And I don't, if something would happen to me first, I wouldn't want to put him in a bad situation. Now, my uh, area aging work says um, she recommends that her clients not get married. Uh, because it puts one or both of them in a difficult situation um, if they need if they ever need nurse care things like that it just it just because of the way states regulate things it and I think it's wrong I think sometimes you know that that often seniors end up being the loneliest people in the world and if you have a disability on top of that, you, sometimes you're double isolated as you get older, and I think if you can have someone in your life who um, who makes things better, that can help your health as well. And so, you know, I certainly feel that this is wrong, but I don't. I would never want to put my partner in a difficult situation. Yes, I sure appreciate that, Julie. I really do because I had never heard of that before. <laughs> Yeah, you need so, to ask questions of Social Security and, you know, and Medicaid, and it's hard. And you need to find somebody who specializes in disabilities, and we don't have anybody like that around here anymore um, here in Kansas that we know about. So, it, you know, because you could be in real trouble if you get the wrong answers or aren't able to get answers. Yes, yes, I know. It's easy to fall in a hole there, I'll tell you. So you kind of have to put your partner's best interests above your own desires. Yeah, great. Very good, both of you. Oh, very thank good. Thank you very much, Julie. I appreciate certainly, that. Certainly, certainly. And I think we've got one more, Jeff, before we got to go yeah, to Yeah, we break. have Bill, I'm gonna just, uh, and I'll let Jennifer take care of the hands, and I'll, and I'll unmute Bill here. And go ahead, Bill. I've just asked you to unmute, and hopefully you've got that. Yeah. Okay, I'm on me. Uh, real quick, Don, if you're still on there. Uh, yes. I did, well, my whole career was massage and physical therapy. Uh, I agree with what Julie was talking about. There is a lot of things you got to consider about losing your benefits. But do you go see her every day? Yes, uh, just about. Okay, well, you could, okay, to keep her exercise and, and build up, you could help her do some exercises. Uh, you might not be... Well, well, what you could do is, like, if she's lying in bed, you take, have her bring her legs up, and you resist, and let her, and that'll, in other words, instead of just laying there, you can still do exercise while she's in the bed, because I did that with other people. You would just, you have her bring her, bring her one, one leg up, and you hold against the foot, or hold the leg, and then you resist, you resist her push, and you can do the same thing with the arm. You can hold the, hold her, her hand, or hold her arm by the wrist and have her bend her arm up and down. That'll, that'll develop the muscle. Because the only way you're going to develop muscle is resistance. You, you're not going to develop muscle just laying in bed. She's going to have some kind of resistance. Or you bring some little two-pound weight, and she can uh, hold those in her hand and just lay in bed and raise them up and down. That'll, that'll help the muscles. And you can also get uh, leg weights that go around your ankle. And it do the same thing. You give her some weight for there is one thing you can do to her. In other words, you you could you might not be able to get her up in a wheelchair and that, but at least you could do her exercise in bed that keep her strength up. 
Yes, uh, one thing that I did for her, and there again, uh, the guys at the previous places where she was at, they were too lazy to help her with it. Uh, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> most most, nurse, most nursing homes, you very seldom find or any, any of these care places. Yeah. You'll very seldom find any place where the people really spend time with you. All they're worried about is getting their pay and getting paid for their job and they're going to do the minimum right. they have to do unless the only thing they're going to do is what they're ordered to do. That's yeah. true. On order. So the rest of the stuff, they're not going to come in and say, What's that? Go ahead, Jen, Jennifer, what were you going to say? I said, we better take our break and the wind is really blowing out. <laughs> yeah, we better get that okay. in while we right, can well, because you, we're... Well, you can do that. Yeah. Good spill for the uh, advice there. Yeah. Uh, okay. See if I can get her some weight. And we can yeah, do that. You can find you can find those almost anywhere. You can go to you can find them online. Those two pound yeah. hand weights and and they're like uh, they're filled with like they, they wrap mm-hmm. around your ankle and they're velcroed and they're they're, they're filled with like metal pellets or lead or something. Else. You're listening to the worldwide legend with a million dollars worth of hits from the Steve Nomer Hey Baby Studio. Right now, our country feels divided, but there's a place where people are coming together. I gotta tell you, I was nervous to talk to someone so different than me. Me too, but I'm glad we are. Love Has No Labels and One Small Step are helping people with different political views, beliefs, and life experiences come together through conversation, and it feels good. Wow, your story is so... uh, Interesting? Yeah. (laughs) When people actually sit down, talk, and listen to one another, they can break down boundaries and connect as human beings at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step you can listen to amazing life-changing conversations and find simple tools to start a conversation of your own i know one thing this conversation gives me hope it gives me a lot of hope too take a step toward bringing our country and your community together by having the courage to start a conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step a message from StoryCorps, love has no labels and the ad council People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college. Learn new instruments. Start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Snarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you going to do? You gotta go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You gotta dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. No, you won't. Because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time. 
to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. I'll go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick and proud aunt. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing. But not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. One in six. That little girl sitting alone at the playground, she can't play like the other kids. She doesn't have the energy because she's hungry. School lunch will be her only meal today. It breaks my heart that this is the reality in our country, but it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. This food is then provided to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about using your imagination, learning, and having fun. These children shouldn't have to miss out on simply being a kid because they're hungry. To find out how you can help end childhood hunger in your community, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. You can waste a lot of time watching television, playing video games, or liking things on Facebook. But a much more rewarding thing to do is to spend time with a good book. Whether you read a book that you hold in your hands, or maybe you use your phone, or you listen to an audio book, reading books is an enjoyable and rewarding experience. Join Jenny Sparks and Nolan Crabb every Tuesday for Book Talk, a one-hour program about books of all kinds. They will share their own unique insights about new books and offer recommendations for books that you might want to read. It's Book Talk, Tuesday, 5 Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, here on The Legend. Hi, this is Pam Stevens inviting you to join us each week for The Legend Country Club as we bring you three hours of classic country music. Join us this week as we go back to 1977. to the Legend Country Club Friday from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Worldwide Legend, the home of forgotten favorites. Next time on Studio 39, we're talking about history, and Mike Rowe is going to focus on what happened with the third president of our country, Thomas Jefferson. The past is what we choose to forget. History is what we choose to remember. It's another amazing historical story from Mike Rowe on the next Studio 39, Monday, 7 Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, here on The Legend. When your partner's not being faithful or when you're the one doing the cheating, country music has the perfect song for you. When you're married, but not to each other. Now I lay me down to cheat. Now I'm lying here with Linda. I'm Steve Bauer, and next time on Studio 39 in the country, it's Cheating Songs. Oh, the hardest thing I've ever 
cheat yourself out of some great music, join me Friday, 4 Eastern, 3 p.m. Central, for Studio 39 in the country, here on the Worldwide Legend. Daytime friends and nighttime lovers, hoping no one else discovers where they go or what they do in their secret hideaway. Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, it's the Tim Oni Show for two big hours right here on The Legend. Tim will let you know how you can request your favorite song. And during the second hour, Radio Tim counts down the top songs from this week in 1963. Don't miss it. The Tim Oni Show, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on The Worldwide Legend. We are back. Back. I'm still thinking about those cheating songs. Now they're laying me down to cheat. I thought, what? Well, I, I hope one thing that he plays a better version of that Kenny Rogers song. I, I've heard some of them before, and I hadn't heard all of those before. Right. Well, I'll be pleased. My wife would probably say, oh, so you're thinking about doing that? But you don't have to let her know that you're listening to it, Ed. You know, yeah. that's the problem. You know, you've, you know, there's, an old, there's, an old, there's an old saying that says, loose lips sink ships. Don't say anything. The one, the one I always liked was, uh, and, and I don't think they played that on this one, but is uh, does my ring hurt your finger? When Charlie you go Pride, out at yeah. Night? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, what's that one? Georgia keeps pulling on my ring. Yep. I, I uh, by the way, Bill, we have a new sponsor. I noticed. They're oh, yeah. looking for teachers in the Anchorage Public School District. Oh, I did that yeah, yeah, for... Uh, that is so weird, because the commercials I heard was one was for Bryant and Bryant and Stratton, which is a business school here in Albany, New York. But I remember before it was a business school, it was Valley Steakhouse. <laughs> and Burn Dairy, which is in Syracuse, New York, but that's not even in the Albany, New York area. That, those are the two commercials I heard. And then there was a third commercial for Granger, which is probably what you might have guys might have heard as well, so... That's and I heard public service. Right, you heard the public service stuff. Um, I heard. And then there's a beautiful one with Danica Patrick. I like her. She's a good car. Well, she doesn't race cars anymore, does she? I guess she got married and oh, retired. Yep. Um, yeah, we got Wells Fargo and McDonald's. I don't know. I lost track after hearing those cheats. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's because you're cheating on your mind. That's the whole problem now. Yeah, no. Hey, watch it there, Jeffrey. My wife might be listening. <laughs> that's true. I'm sorry. I've been yeah, trouble now. I, I do have a funny quick story I, I was going to share, and I forgot. My wife and I were talking, and she goes, you know, as much, and she meant to say, as much as you like animals, you should do dog walking, you know, for people. Well, she came up and said, I think you ought to walk, Doc. And I said, what? So I put that up on Facebook. I said, my wife wants me to walk, Doc. I said, I don't know if that will get me into trouble or not. But, you know, and she was, but she meant to say dog walk, but she said uh, walk, Doc. So that was funny. Another another great cheating song is uh, She's Acting Single and I'm Drinking Double by Gary Stewart yeah. yeah we played that on Saturday a lot oh, that's the music's it. full of them it's one of the oh, best yeah. Yeah. My baby just, uh, well that she just started I mean, liking it, cheating it, songs yeah yeah, the cheating songs, and then they always seem to go into a bar and see their ex dancing close to close, oh, cheek to yeah. cheek with somebody else. 
Bill got all kinds of fan mail because he was teasing me one weekend because I, I forget what I requested that started it. Maybe it was Marge at the Lincoln Park Inn. I oh, don't I remember. like that one. I like oh, yeah. And, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and he played, she just started liking cheating songs, and yep. he made a few comments, and they all thought we were going to get He got letters from people thinking we were going to get a divorce and everything else. I thought we were. Anyway. Yeah. You better be careful, Bill. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble here before you know it. we got a couple topics we do need to, to cover. I'm going to talk about one real quick, and then I'm going to let uh, Jennifer talk about hers. Number one, what do you do? You have, you, you're dealing with CVS Pharmacy, which is a reputable pharmacy. It's among the top. When you're in Indiana, the CVS store is wonderful. They label all your prescriptions, do everything that they're supposed to do, go above and beyond, and really try to help you. When you come back to your home medical area in Naples, then this store refuses. I just got six bottles of meds. They refuse to label the prescriptions, even though it's in the chart. The guy called me and said, I don't know what to do, and I'm going to find out. And they will not, and it makes it so difficult with medicines constantly changing, plus getting a new medicine from the doctor. You don't know, you know how many times you're supposed to take it a day. I have called CBS Corporate before. I guess my next thing is to reach out to Envision America and talk to a lady that's been on the show and say, can you educate these folks at CBS? Are they doing this on purpose? Why are they doing it? So, panel, what do you think? Should I just let it go? Should I? No, you can't let it go. My thing would be, is there another store but that's it's about the five same or six miles away. Yeah. You switch stores. Yeah. The other thing is, they'll tell you, and and of course that's not your problem; it's their problem. But they'll tell you that they are just understaffed, that there are not enough people who want to be pharmacists to do this work. Well, I mean, I know it's not an it's not an excuse, but that's what they're going to tell you. That well, store they the, barely answer the phone. What about the size of towns? I mean, like I, you know, I know Naples because my cousin used to live there, and I mean that's an what kind of like an average it's not real big right maybe 50,000 i mean it's what a pretty... about what about indiana where you're from oh that's a much bigger town in indianapolis but... you can't compare them yeah either. yeah because yeah. a lot of it might be they just never heard of it but i mean if they're going to be working for a chain like cbs then they need to be as the old saying goes educated brother They've heard of it because they do mine sometimes. I get two of them, and they'll do one of them and maybe not the other one. It just must be a region. I mean, people must know just in areas because my wife does CVS, and she gets, you know, she has no problem with them. Right, it must be areas because what they'll do is they'll not even market or whatever. When you call them on the phone, what they do instead of talking to you is they'll route you off to a prescriber's line, a subscriber's line, not even for patients. They'll just route you off to 
a voicemail, which, of course, they'll never call you back, probably never listen to it. So you might wait an hour, and they'll transfer you to that line. Well, Bill, could you, because I'm not really too familiar, but I was wondering if maybe you could either talk to your doctor or even the CVS in Indianapolis, and maybe you could they could send them to you from there. But you know, maybe can, you it's a state law. You can't do it. Oh, they oh, tried that. Chuck. I, and the store there told this story. It's shameful you're not doing your work. The doctor's office doesn't know what to do. They say it's disgraceful, but they don't know what to do. Well, they say, what about having it from a, a bigger city like you know, in Florida, like you know, like Miami or Tampa or something like that, and having them ship them to you from there. Well, you know, I could probably do that. That that is an option. But why should I have to do that option when everybody else? can either walk into the store and pick them up or get same-day delivery. Why do I have to go to the bottom of the food chain? Well, no, uh, I just got a message from JR saying that, can you, when you go to CVS, talk to the head of the pharmacy, not just the pharmacy technician, there, there, and, and talk to a manager there and figure out if that's, if that's the way to do it? I don't know. But I know that, if, for example, I have to call Walgreens. The big problem I had with them is she called me and she said, well, I can't get a hold of your prescriber. So what do you mean you can't get a hold of my prescriber? It's all done by computer. And, um, and, and, and I hate calling these pharmacies because you get put on hold and right. you get in. You get in the musical hell, and all you hear is a recording and just the same music loop over and over again, and you can be waiting on hold for two hours and still not talk to someone. Well, there's got to be a better way, but I don't think you should go to the bottom of the food chain. You know, in yeah. other words, if Ed can walk in here and get his prescription normally, why shouldn't I be allowed to if that's what the store says they're supposed to do? They've well, got I'll it right there. I'll talk to the lady at Envision and tell her the trouble that we're having and see if there's anything she can do. To educate these people and say, you're either going to do it. I mean, the company, the store has been written up so many times. <laughs> That's the only only CVS, right? No, no, there's several in the city. I I wonder if another CVS would be willing to, you know, and there in Naples would be willing to do it. I don't know. We would just have to find out. Yeah, Yeah, for me, it's not as difficult because I'm only on two, three medications. But when you're on six or seven medications and then Jennifer's on medication of her own, you don't want to get those bottles. You don't want to get your medication mixed up with hers. I mean, that could be a real mess. I mean, Oh, man. that happened at Walgreens before. They gave us two sacks and put some of his in my sack and some of mine in his sack. And we had to sit and count pills to figure out which medicine was his and which one was mine for one bottle because they looked alike. It's a personal thing of mine, but I will not go to Walgreens because they will make no attempt to label their bottles or to make it accessible for somebody visually impaired. I'm not a flaming, you know, that type of protester, but there has to be a principle that you have to stand up for and say, hey, this is not acceptable. I wish JR was on here because he was texting me messages about it, and I would like to find out he used Accessible Pharmacy, and I know he did not like them and had a bad experience with them, essentially. Uh, and I really would like to know if, if JR, if you want to, if you want to come in, I know you might, be, I know you're at work, but if you come in for a minute, 
You can talk about that because right. I, 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 I know you had your issues with them. We talked about that. I just don't remember what. But well, you can always maybe, I don't know which one or both you belong to, but maybe you can get ACB or NFB on it too or something. Well, ACB was part of the signing the contract with CVS, you know, but CVS corporate may want to do it, but... You know, they can't or they won't enforce it with their local stores. And if you don't enforce it, what good is it? And so it's it's something with that store. Look at the trouble I had last year getting them to deliver. And I had care pass and they're supposed to be able to get same day delivery. And I even called the store and talked to them and they shipped them to me, but they would not deliver it. So well, I got another idea, but... And Jennifer, can I, can I ask you a question? Because I looked at, into CVS because there's one right near me, but for me to get there, there's a roundabout to cross, and that's too dangerous. And but You can get I, chipped, uh, chipped and, or delivered, yeah. Yeah, and what they said, what, but I looked at their website and looked at their app, and it says for $5 a month, and with a care pass, I can have same-day delivery. You're right, supposed to true, they you do it right, but they messed up my prescription when they put the order in, and they could not fix it so that I could get it delivered and I called corporate and corporate tried to tell them how to do it once we ever got a hold of them and they could not do it at this store but when I went back to Indiana I had no trouble I even asked the lady to have them delivered that day for me and she could do it so I don't know well there's another step you could take I don't know if that's what you'd want to do but you could always um, if you're having that much trouble with them you can always try a local TV channel Oh, I'm sure you could. You don't try to go, but you could. We've got two two callers with raised hands. You want to take Karen first? Yeah, I'm going to take Karen first. Hold on one second here. Because Bill's been on a couple of times. Karen, I just asked you to unmute, so uh, hit uh, do that. I believe it's what is it? Star six to unmute. Yes. Go ahead, Karen. Hello. Hello. Hey, Karen. Hey, Karen. How are you? Um, well, I have a suggestion. This has worked for me. Uh, does your insurance bill provide uh, a mail-order pharmacy? Uh, they do offer, what is it, one of the services that do mail-order, but I've got one prescription that you can't do that mm-hmm. with, so I've kind of held off because they, don't, um, they won't deliver a controlled substance. So what is... Oh. And so... That's why I've kind of held off of mail well, order, but it's more the principle with me, Karen. Yeah. If they offer it and say they do, then that's what they ought to do. Well, yes. Now, the reason I say this is that at first I had Humana, and they uh, called me one day and offered me uh, a mail order option, and I was a little skittish about that at first, but I did uh, apply for it, got it, you know. And they have always, when I found out that they had Grip Talk, called them, told them that I wanted the labels, and they have done that. I'm also with another plan now uh, with Cigna, and their mail order pharmacy had Grip Talk, has, has it, and uh, they have... Mail, they have uh, mailed all my prescriptions, and they've had the script talk labels. Well, that is a good plan that you're using. I agree. But I, 
you know, they wouldn't deliver. It was my sleeping medicine medication they give me for non twenty four seven, and yeah. they wouldn't deliver it through the mail order. So I had to go oh. get it. And I understand that, but who knows? I I don't know the total situation, but it's more the principle of the thing. If you advertise it and you put it on your website and you put it on your app, then you should reasonably be expected to do it and not make people feel bad because they asked for it. That's right. (laughs) Hey, Jr. I saw you're unmuted. I, I gave you a message to talk to you here. Can you can you put some insight about what, what you would do, how you work with it? Because I know that you were with Accessible Pharmacy and you left them. I, I did leave Accessible Pharmacy. Um, not because, you know, um, not that I want to say anything negative about them, but I didn't care for the way that they handled insulin. Um, yeah. Insulin was not kept cold enough, um, in my opinion. So that's, you know, why I left them. And they... Uh, I was able to get uh, prices of my drugs cheaper at other pharmacies, so that's another reason why I left them. Now, are, are you using CVS out where you live now? Or are you using um, no, I'm using Walmart Pharmacy. Okay. And what has been your experience with them? They've been, uh, for the most part, they've been okay. You know, they're not, nobody's perfect, and you'll never find anybody that's perfect. You know, uh, to be honest with you, I was using Caremark uh, Pharmacy, which is you know, oh. part of CVS, and they actually did a really nice job. Um, yeah. I, I was disappointed. Disappointed when uh, they uh, <clears throat> they weren't uh, they didn't get the contract back again. Um, you know because you got to deal with all the baloney of resetting stuff up. But um, that's your insurance companies. You know they kind of tell you who you can use for mail orders and whatever. But um, but as far as you know, as far as what you're going through, Bill, I think if you talk to the technic, if you talk to a pharmacist there, and let them know what, exactly what you need, um, I'm sure they would be more than happy to set it up for you. I mean, they may want you to go through Insignia or, or just to make sure that you have the Script Talk working or whatever the CBS is using. I think it's Script Talk. No, it's their own app. It's part of their. That's no, right. It's their own app. They're using. You remember when? We, well, we got a demonstration yep. of it with Kathy Casey at our meeting. Uh, yep. Remember that? Yep. Yeah, which I was really surprised that I could not, you know, and uh, do that. But that's kind of weird um, that they use the script. That's right. CBS uses their own RFID readers um, software. So um, you may have to go through them just to make sure that, that it's set up properly. And, you know, they may have to get the RFID labels, which maybe they don't have them um, at that particular CVS and, They've done them in the past here. They have had them in the past. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, with everything with manufacturing today, a lot of people are running out of out of stuff. So, I mean, maybe they haven't ordered them. Maybe they haven't, you know. Um, well, they told the eight hundred people. Could, they told. It could just the, be a good conversation to have with a pharmacist yeah. and say, "Hey, you know, I need this stuff." I had one yesterday, and but I. I when I spoke to the eight hundred number and they called the yeah, manager don't, don't, and he don't just do that. Call go in person. Yeah, I went in person and he he just said we are not going to we don't like it and we're not going to do it. And so I guess it comes down to can the main CVS corporate make them do it? 
I would of believe they can. can. Sure they can, yeah, because it's not, they're yeah. not a franchise. That they, all those stores are corporate-owned. Right. So we'll keep you posted. Did you, did you talk to the – was he the head pharmacist or was yeah. he the – Well, I don't know if he was the, the technician. Head, if he was the pharmacist. Maybe I ought to go back to flipping burgers or something if he doesn't want to do his job. The yeah. only prescription they won't fill for JRME is the gin and tonics. Oh. Yeah. Now that he did say he would fill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So Jared, Jared and I, we get together on Fridays. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah, so he will fill that one for you, gin and tonic. That's right. Pick some gin and tonics. JR, do you have to pour Jeff's drink for him because he's got those weak hands, or can he do that? Oh, no, he, he pours it, and believe me, they give him doubles all the oh, time. Oh, so he's so. gold bricking when it he, comes to He can pick those up really easily. <laughs> you know what? We, 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 Actually, where he we... gets a straw. <laughs> yeah, where were we the last time? Uh, I forgot. We I was at we were we out we were at Outback last week. Yeah, right? we were. And they well, and I know when they made that gin and tonic and it was a double and they put a lot more gin in that than they normally do. So <laughs> I wasn't complaining too good much. Good thing no. you don't have to drive home. We've got um, Bill. The, the only one there is uh, is on the is up as his hand raises. Bill again. Well, um, we'll get him in just a second. Stay right there for a moment, Jr. Go ahead, okay. Bill, and see what you've got to. Contribute. I know you're a big Walgreens person. Is Bill unmuted? Oh, hold on. I'll get him. Go ahead, Bill. Uh, uh, go ahead, Bill. Okay, there I am. I didn't. I thought you were going to talk to Jr. Bill. That's why I didn't say anything. Yeah, that's what, that's why I uh, can confuse. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, the other thing I know because uh, I got some friends that work at Walgreens. I got some friends that work at CVS, and in their pharmacy departments, a lot of people own this. They're having trouble finding help, and they don't want to really push their people to doing things. Can't find anybody to replace them because there's a shortage of pharmacists, and that's another thing. And it takes them time to write those uh, those labels out to do that, and that's just like I say, a matter of 30 seconds longer that they got to spend on your prescription where they should be doing it on someone else. Cause what if they I did know, it guess, right in the first place? It would be in the computer, and they'd hit a button for that prescription. And it'd, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't it, think it, those it, RF it, labels are handwritten, Bill. I think those are computer-generated. Uh, well, yeah, they're computer-generated, but it's just the idea. That it's just a matter of taking well, time to do Well, they put all it. that it's other just, junk on your prescription all the time. All those papers yeah, they give you Bill, I'm prescription, they print that out, so what's the difference? Right, and I'm going to have to I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you. If it was you or your daughter, you would raise so much hell if somebody didn't do something, but it's oh, okay well, yeah, if it's yeah, somebody I agree, else. I agree, but I'm, it was, no, what, I understand the, what you're uh, the saying. The people I know that, that run these, some of these pharmacies, right. one of the Walgreens, it's another one that runs one of the, at CVS, and he says they just have trouble getting help. Well, and I understand really, that. But you really should not advertise you're going to do that. It's, you, it's just like the shoplifting. I mean, I got a right. friend of mine who works okay, at a okay. Walgreens. We're, 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 we're diverting from, this, okay. from the, the topic here. Uh, and, Bill, go ahead, Bill, because you guys were talking together. Go ahead, Bill. No, all, Bill I, was, all I was just going to say was, like I said, if it's, if it's Bill's, Walgreens, or whatever Bill wants, that's fine. But you don't advertise something if you're not going to do it. Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. You try yeah. that in a court If it's on their website, they got to do it. Well, and it but is it, it's on a matter of the help doing it. That's the thing. 
Well, yeah, but, it's it's the it's you know they can put some fire and have put somebody in there that will do it. You know, yeah, yeah Sparks, if, if I have another idea. Go, hold on, go, hold on, hold on, Bill, hold on. Go ahead, Jr. Bill, the other thing you might want to do is try to get a hold of the district manager. Yeah, that that's me where it has mm-hmm. to go. Come, you know, get a hold of the district manager. Tell them what's going on. You know, and and maybe you'll get some better luck there. And so, anyway, but it was just brought up as a topic, as a difficulty. And like I said, we understand where you're coming from, Bill. I appreciate it. And at least you have a form that you can put this stuff out. You know what I mean? At least you have that form that you can do that. And we've let you do that. So, Jeff, do we have anybody else? Not right now, but... Uh, okay. uh, Jenny's got again, something, too. Again, again, believe me, Bill, we, we get it. We really yeah. do get it. And I think it's more of an important issue than you realize, and a lot of people realize, because, you know, people... Pe- people I had to get um, stockings for uh, because I have lymphedema in my legs. And the lady said to me, but well, don't you have a health aid that does things for you? I said, yeah, me, me. I'm my health aid. Right. You know, and it's yeah, a, it, these days is a lot of people want to they want to get paid for the job, but they don't want to do. No, no, no. The, 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 what she what, what she was thinking, and I actually happen I happen to have my ex wife Kristen with me. And Kristen laughed because because Chris she thought that Kristen, my my ex wife, was my health aide. And oh. I laughed. I said, "No, she's my nurse." And Kristen was ready to kill me. Well, no, she's no, I, I, did, I was. But in reality, she thought that because I was blind, that I had someone taking care of me, and that I did that I didn't right. live on my own. All so right. that we've, we've got Jennifer to get to. It's going to take about five minutes. Okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, That's Jennifer. Okay. Well, I I won't take that long. I'll try not to. But um, well, I found a new app that. You know, uh, people, well, everybody's been using Audible for a long time. I, I did before Bard came online. I was very into Audible, and there's nothing wrong with Audible. I'm not complaining about Audible. But, you know, you pay so much a month, and you get one or two credits, depending on what your plan is. And you have access to their catalog, and you get to keep all of the books that you spend your credits on, and you pay every month. Well, I found a service called Chirp, C-H-I-R-P, that works, has Audible books, but you sign up for a free account, and they offer um, deals on these audiobooks. Like you might pay, for a certain time, you might pay four ninety nine for a book, or you might get a bundle of three books for maybe thirteen ninety nine. And then after that time, they may go back up to regular price, and they give you a different book. But you don't pay a monthly fee. You just pay for what you buy, and you go in your library, and they keep it, and you can use it. You can download them. You can use your computer to play them. You can use Android or iOS. They have a skill for the Amazon devices that you can use to listen to the books on and they're supposed to sync and just like audible once they're in their live your library you can keep them forever so i just thought you know people i have not listened to one of their audios but i noticed they have popular authors 
and not it's just an alternative for people if you like the pay as you go idea instead of prepaying and worrying about your credits expiring or something like that and it's accessible their website is very accessible i used the app i looked at the uh and the app just a little bit on my sense player and it was very accessible on it. So it's I mean it's very doable and their goal they work with the publishers and their goal is to make audio books accessible for everybody. Very you know, cool. That's right to the point and if that's... anybody wants a but you know, sometimes unfortunately some of your books are not on NLS. You can't get them on BARD. They don't have, or they don't have the resources to get the latest, greatest books. Or if you want to read, you know, one of these audio books, it's hard to find, or some part of a series or whole series, but you don't want to spend a ton of money. But if you may be listening on one device, you can go to the other device and it picks right up so you don't lose your place or something like that. It's just an alternative. We're not saying switch to it, use it, or not. You, you know, that's something you can choose for yourself. There's a lot of a lot of choices out there that you can make where reading is concerned. That's just one more option. If you want to find out more about it, go to chirpbook.com. How'd you find out about this, Jennifer? Download the app, too. Yeah. Actually, I found out about it because of the Sense Player, and it was one of the um, apps that they have available that they say work with the player that you can install in their installer and the uh, the gentleman was talking about it on Tech Talk the other night. Oh, Earl At, Harrison. And yeah. remember over the next couple of weeks we're going to talk more about the Sense Player. We're not going to do the demos like Hems does. We're just going to do it from a perspective of some fumbling, bumbling users. But and show how you can add radio stations to the database and you can listen to your player, you can listen to all your NLS, your Bard books, your Bookshare books, all those types of things. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. So that's something to look forward to, I think. I hope. I did want to say really quick, I was looking that up as Jennifer was talking to it. I haven't downloaded it yet, but on Android, it's got a 4.6 star rating. And so. that's a good rating for un, under Android. The HIMS player is based or built around Android, like most of those third-party devices are. So... It, it's based upon that system, and we'll, we'll talk more about that. But it does a great job with with the Bard app, and and we'll talk about that next week some because I think it's something people ought to know about. You know that there is choices out there. You have choices, and I appreciate all the input about the drugstore too. We got a call well, from. I'm kind of getting hungry, so you I'm hoping are? there's a recipe here because it's it's a barbecue yeah, weekend. Yeah, we got a recipe, but we got a call real quick, and that'll give me a second to find it, Jr. <laughs> okay, here you go. 
Oh, it's pound cake. <laughs> and uh, this message is for the coffee club crew. Uh, I just found out a few things. It was my all of my medical expenses, or most of it, was for, from the St. Cloud Hospital when I went in there for those things that I had to have done at first. That's why, and that's how they determined the rent being what it's going to be for this for this coming October and this the rest of the so that's how that went and also as far as Bill's situation with them I feel there's there's something to be said for good old-fashioned courtesy and common sense and just being decent people about things <coughs> maybe I'm a little bit wrong about that but just wanted to throw that in for what it's worth have a great day and am enjoying listening on this end. Thanks much. Well, I I don't, I don't understand something. How does her medical expenses raise her rent? I don't I don't get that. So yeah, that, I'm not sure of that, that either. That's but a, that doesn't quite make any sense. They must have left them That the customer's always right has gone by the wayside. Right. Plus uh, the yeah. fact too. Customer right. service is terrible. I mean, now we got lucky yesterday because we had, well, but I had to keep after him because DoorDash didn't. We ordered from Subway on DoorDash, and they told us that the that it had been delivered, and we went went out, and it hadn't been delivered. And I went to the help thing, and they were going, "Oh well, we've delivered it. Look at your phone for the your phone message for the picture." I said, and I wrote it back. I said, "It is not here." So finally, they're like, well, what do you want to do about it? you want to refund or you want us to re-deliver it? So I re-delivered it, and when they told me they were getting close, I went out and stood in the driveway <laughs> so they would be sure and not miss us this time. But <sighs> Got the job done. Hey, Jr. if you... And we want to thank everybody for all the participation this morning. Even Bill. Thank you, Bill. Um... Um, we're going to do Chris's recipe, and I think Jr. is going to like it. He's going to get hungry, but it's not good for what you and I go through. It's brown sugar pound cake. Oh, <laughs> oh, now see, I'm disappointed because I thought she was going to do something kind of a barbecue thing. No, she's doing Labor Day weekend. If you want to get, yeah. But, but hey, that's okay, because I like cake, too, so. It's you like cake dessert too. for Labor Day weekend. There just remember, right. rem- JR, like like, Tony, like our friend Tony used to just readjust your insulin after eating it. There you right. go. And you, so. you, you will be able to eat this cake right after you eat those ribs with all that yes. barbecue sauce on them. Oh, that sounds delicious. Mm. Here you I go. I think I'm going to have that this weekend. So. Yeah, ribs. here you go. And we're going to talk about Ed and his cooking coming up, too. <laughs> here we go. Thanks, everyone. This is a recipe for brown sugar pound cake. Two sticks of butter or margarine. One half cup of shortening, I use Crisco. One box of light brown sugar, that's a 16 ounce box or two cups of packed brown sugar. One cup of white sugar. Five eggs. Three cups all purpose flour. One teaspoon salt, one teaspoon baking powder, one cup of milk, 
one and a half teaspoons of lemon flavored extract, one teaspoon vanilla. Preheat oven to 350 degrees and grease a large loaf pan or bundt pan with shortening or butter or oil. My preference is shortening because it doesn't burn as easily. Cream together shortening, margarine, and both sugars. Add the salt and the pep I mean the salt and the baking powder to that mixture. Mix that together and then add your flour and mix that. Separate your eggs and add the egg yolks to the butter and sugar mixture. Add your flavorings and add the remaining ingredients, alter, <clears throat> um, including your milk. Uh, this does not use the egg whites, so you'll need to, I don't know, get rid of them or save them for scrambled eggs or something. Pour into prepared pan. Fill only to about an inch and a half from the top. Bake for 70 to 80 minutes. And that is the brown sugar pound cake.